Larry and I want to begin by welcoming you to this weekend retreat. If you are new to IMS, would you raise your hand? Okay, thanks. Um, If you are new to insight meditation, would you raise your hand? Okay. And um, if you're um, older, would you raise your hand? (laughs) An older yogi. Okay, thank you. I won't talk for too long because I know that many of you have come from a ways away and we will be getting up at five tomorrow morning. So um, we want all of us to be fresh. So I'll talk for a little bit and Larry will talk some and then I'll give the initial um, meditation instructions. The path of insight meditation is a path of wisdom. It's all about waking up. It's all about coming to see ourselves, coming to see others, coming to see the world as it is in a clearer way. Free from assumptions about how things should be or how things might be, and seeing things as they are, directly experiencing ourselves and the world as we are, as the world is. And in this waking up process, our main tool is being present, is being here, right now. So. Meditation begins in this moment if one knows what's happening in the body right now. We're in a particular posture. You can feel the body touching the cushion. Perhaps you can feel places of tension or places of tightness, heaviness. Perhaps some places in the body feel quite light and quite at ease, quite spacious. Knowing what's happening knowing how the body feels in this moment, knowing what's happening in the mind. Are there reactions going on right now? Whatever they may be. It's not judging or deciding what we're going to think or what we're going to feel. The practice is observing whatever it is that's occurring as it's happening right here and right now in this moment. Meditation can only happen right now. It can only happen here. So from moment to moment, observing, being mindful of the body and of the mind itself. Mindfulness is not pushing anything away, not rejecting anything that's happening in the body or in the mind. And it's not hanging on to anything. It's not grabbing on to anything. And it's not identifying with anything that's happening. It's a pure attentiveness, a real openness in this moment to the flow of life, 
the forms that we'll be using, very simple. Um, We'll be working with sitting and with walking. Couldn't get simpler than that, just sitting and walking. And inside, a lot of different things will be happening. There may be times of feeling very, very good, very open, very spacious, very at ease. And there may be times when you might wonder, why in the world did I sign up to do this retreat anyway? You know, am I crazy or something? Everything will pass. Everything will pass. So the moments where there is maybe strong feeling of of elation or um, wanting to sign up for a three-month retreat after (laughs) one good moment, that will pass. And then the moments of wondering why you're here and the confusing moments, that will pass too. And we'll learn more and more how to be balanced and awake in the midst of everything that happens. And everything probably will happen. How to be at ease and spacious in the midst of it all. It's really essential to bring a non-judgmental, gentle attitude to the practice right from the beginning, right now. Um, Whether this is your first time here, whether you've been here over and over before, to bring a real openness and softness and gentleness into each moment. So rather than a harshness or a deciding, this is what should be happening in my mind right now, and the fact that this horrible thing is happening or this wonderful thing is happening is not good or is is bad, rather than getting lost in the good or the bad, judging things as good or as bad, letting there be a certain ease in the process and relating to whatever it is that happens, perhaps as a little baby or a little child that one is taking care of, that in each moment, whatever happens in the moment, it can be related to in a soft way, in a gentle way, in a non-judgmental way. And it really goes much faster and deeper by bringing a non-judgmental attitude than not. We're brought up very much to strive and to push and to get somewhere. And it doesn't work in meditation. It actually boomerangs back on one to bring our educational system into this inner work that we're doing. It just doesn't work. And it, it actually slows things down. So it's a balance between being present, being awake, knowing what's happening, without judgment and without harshness, and absorbing the reactions into our practice. There will be times when, of course, the conditioning of judgment will arise, and it may be quite strong. To be aware of judgment is practice. If one is aware of reactivity, then right away, Practice is happening. Meditation is happening. And every moment of meditation frees the mind, loosens the conditioning, 
when one is awake and mindful of judgment, of self-judgment, of judgment of ourselves, of judgment of others, it doesn't sink in as deeply. It doesn't solidify. It may be painful, but it's a very freeing kind of process to just be awake and aware of whatever it is that's happening. So this applies very much to the way we go about our practice. And very important to remember this, that it doesn't have to be hard, it doesn't have to be harsh. It can be a softening into whatever it is that's happening. And there can be a kindness that we can bring to the mind. Other than the forms of sitting and of walking, there'll be lots of other things happening, eating once in a while, and walking from here to the other room, and showering and dressing, and um, all the things that make up a day. To bring mindfulness into the whole thing is what our practice is, not just into the forms of sitting and walking, but into everything that we're doing with a real innocence and an openness to just look, to observe things that we've done many, many, many times before that perhaps are quite routine and habitual, to look at our life in a different way, to look at our life in a fresh way as if it's the first moment, every time as if it's the first moment of life. So to bring a real fullness of attention, a heartfulness, a mindfulness, into whatever it is that we find ourselves doing. And in this way, a certain momentum begins to build in the practice. This is how momentum builds, is by being attentive, not only in the sitting and the walking, but also in everything else, every moment being important, every moment being worthy of our respect, whatever the content, simply because it's a moment of life. You know, not to be as focused on content, Not much content in this retreat. Sitting and walking is about it. We'll have certain supports, certain ways of um, of helping ourselves in this retreat. And one technique, one way, is what's called the Bill of Mindfulness. And um, Larry will describe what this means. If you go to Asia, in some of the monasteries, actually in all of them, uh, the use of the bell plays a role in keeping us awake. In some, it's very specific and isn't just used at the uh, times that we move, when we move from one activity to another. Let's say marking the movement from um, breakfast to the first sitting or whatever. But actually, sometimes the way it's used is when you're not prepared for it. Suddenly you'll hear a bell, Um, at which point uh, in our practice, as you'll see as we move on, uh, you stop. You stop what you're doing. If you're eating, you stop eating and you attend to your breathing. Three breaths, three or four breaths is enough and then you resume eating or whatever it is you're doing. At the end of the walking periods, and you'll learn about the walking meditation tomorrow, 
when you hear the bell, instead of immediately coming back into the meditation hall or going to lunch, you pause and just be with your breath three or four times. Um, while a talk is being given, if someone is giving a talk, suddenly you may hear the bell, at which point the speaker will stop and we all turn to our breathing uh, to help us wake up. Now, what you find, probably you all know this, uh, those of you who are very new, may not yet, can be a little humiliating when you find out for the first time, uh, is how wild the mind is and how easy it is for it to be roaming in the past, imagining some future that isn't here, or even uh, caught up in the present in such a way as to not be fully experiencing the present. So we sort of forget and life becomes dreamlike. We may not even know it until we have a few moments of wakefulness when we realize that we have been dreaming in the daytime. And so uh, one skillful use been used for thousands of years is uh, this bell of mindfulness which helps uh, keep unnecessary thinking to a minimum. And it helps when we drift off into forgetfulness. It helps, oh, or it's the bell tolls for us. Each bit the bell's ringing for us. And it wakes us up and we're just with a few breaths. Those of you who are new will learn, we'll begin to work with the breath tonight. And we'll be using the breath throughout the day, not just in formal sittings or formal walkings, but throughout the day to help us stay awake in the midst of whatever it is that we're doing. And so all it will be is, you'll hear Just turn to your breathing. And just breathe consciously. You're breathing anyway. It's more that you now know that you're breathing. And if you've been off somewhere, it brings you back. Have you been off? I have. Doing it mainly for me, I hope you can benefit from it too. Other supports um, will be to ask you not to read. There's a really good library next door, but to ignore that it's a library if you can, and not to read. Um, and to not write during the time that you're here too, not write notes to one another if you can at all help it. Um, it's just helpful in terms of giving yourself this time to inwardly explore what's happening. It's so rare in this world to get the chance to explore inside what's happening and to be able to let go of externals to some extent in a place where basically everything's done for us. And all we have to do is be awake and look and observe and be kind. Um, for those of you who may be familiar with other practice, practices, we would really suggest for this amount of time to lay other practices aside and to just give this a chance in a full way. It's hard to do other practices and really get um, a clear taste of what this is about. And if it works for you, great. If it doesn't, you may want to go back to your other practice. 
But certainly for the time of being here, it's a great idea to just do it, to do it really fully. In the beginning of a retreat such as this, we take refuge in what's called the Buddha, the Dharma, and the Sangha. And what this means, you can do this if you're comfortable with it, if you like to do this, um, and if not, it doesn't matter. But it's helpful, I think, to explain what the Buddha, the Dharma, and the Sangha mean. Taking refuge in the Buddha is not taking refuge in a person. It's not taking refuge in someone who was born and died 2,500 years ago. What it's taking refuge in is the possibility of transformation, of inner transformation, the possibility of inner freedom, that it is possible that many people have walked this path in the past and have come to a greater degree of freedom, of harmony, of openness. And so it's taking refuge in this, in the fact that each one of us has Buddha nature, each one of us has inside the heart of compassion, the heart of wisdom. And we find it as we go deeper and deeper within. The second is taking refuge in the Dharma. And this means taking refuge in truth, in the fact that things work in a certain way, that it's not just random and chaotic, that suffering exists for certain reasons, that the lack of suffering, that harmony exists because of certain causes. And that as we gradually begin to learn about what these causes may be, it's possible to move more deeply into harmony. It's possible to move away from suffering, from dissatisfaction, from a sense of incompleteness within. So it's taking refuge in the truth, in the fact that the world has laws, and that if we can discover and live these laws, that harmony and deep peace is possible. Deep peace within ourselves, deep peace that we can offer one another. And the third is taking refuge in what's called the Sangha. And the Sangha is us. The Sangha is community. The Sangha is anyone who is practicing a path of wisdom. The Sangha is a great support system because it's somewhat difficult to do this practice by oneself. We all need one another for inspiration, just to stay sitting, just to stay still. Sometimes peer pressure is what helps to keep one um, sitting. It's very helpful. In terms of community, in terms of Sangha, um, we can help one another in this context by following what are called the precepts, the five precepts.
such a help. The first precept is to refrain from destroying any kind of life form. Um, you may be a little bit tempted by little tiny creatures crawling around. Um, don't do it. Uh, this is a, a context where truly everything is being taken care of, so it's not our responsibility to try to take care of the situation. And um, just to refrain from hurting anything or anybody is a, a way that we can develop trust within ourselves. The second is not taking that which doesn't belong to us. The third is, has to do in a general sense with sexual misconduct, but in this context with, with any kind of sexual activity that causes pain, but in this context it means refraining from all sexual activity. The fourth is speech. Um, and what this usually means is right speech, speech that's non-harmful. But um, in this context, what right speech means is no speech. So um, really to observe the silence in an impeccable way. If you've come with a friend or, or um, someone that you know, um, really to give yourself this time of being alone and to not even talk to that person. Um, Outer silence really helps to nurture the inner silence. So to keep the silence. And it's okay to drop eye contact. Um, you know, you don't have to do it in a forced or an awkward kind of way. But it's okay to not follow social conventions. It's all right. Um, eye contact is extraordinary after a retreat, generally. So it's, it's okay to, to um, let go of that, if you wish. And the last one has to do with not taking intoxicants, drugs, or alcohol. And what's behind this precept is that we're attempting to wake up and uh, see with more clarity and wisdom. And if the mind is cloudy and confused, it's not possible to do this. Okay, we'll move into the um, beginning meditation instructions in just a moment. If you need a bit of a stretch, please stand up and um, take a stretch and then we'll settle down again.
beginning by coming into a posture that's comfortable, one in which the spine can be straight and erect, doesn't matter how you keep the legs, um, just so that they're comfortable is what's important. If you're in a chair, please uncross the legs and put the feet flat on the ground and keep the back straight. Allowing the shoulders to drop, to be at ease. Let there be a slight indentation in the lower part of the spine. This opens up the chest, the heart area. Allowing the hands to be still, to be quiet. Allowing there to be a straight line between the back of the head, the neck, and the spine. Letting the eyes close in a soft and gentle way. Checking for tension in the jaw area. Checking for tension in the face and letting the facial muscles go. Letting the face be the face you have on just before going to sleep at night when you know that no one's looking at you. A face of relaxation and ease without the various masks that we think we have to have on during the day. No need to present ourselves to anybody in any particular way. No need to present ourselves to ourselves in any particular way. Just to let be. And to allow this relaxation to be in the rest of the body the entire body at ease and relaxed. Feeling the body touching the cushion or touching the chair. Very simple, very, very simple. Simply the sensation of touching. Not to add to the experience, not to subtract from the experience. Just sensation of touching, the contact between the body and the cushion or the body and the chair. Just sitting.
bringing the attention to the hands, aware of the hands touching one another or touching the legs. Again, aware of sensation, the bare sensation. Not looking for anything in particular, letting the mind be inside of the hands. attention to the mouth, to the lips touching one another. And being with this sensation right now, whatever the sensations may be. And now getting a sense of the entire body sitting, just sitting, aware of sitting, knowing that sitting is happening right now. Noticing that part of the experience of sitting is breathing. Movement is happening inside of each one of our bodies. Feeling this movement right now. Noticing the breathing, sensing the breathing, feeling the breathing. not necessary to think about the breath or describe it to yourself. Just to feel it as it goes in, as it goes out. Aware of the inhalation, aware of the exhalation. You may feel it more clearly in one part of the body than in another. You may feel it most clearly at the nose. You may feel it most clearly at the chest or at the abdomen. Wherever it's easiest to feel, there's no one good way. There's no, not a better way, a better place to be with the breathing. Wherever it's easiest to feel, wherever it's most enjoyable. Be with the breathing in that one place. If you're finding 
yet difficult to sense the breath at all, I'd suggest staying with the nose and focusing on the nose area, inside of the nose. Another thing you can do if you're finding it difficult is to place the hand on the abdomen and feel the rising and the falling of the abdomen. Being with the breathing in one place in the body. Letting everything else be. It's not that thought will stop happening. It's not that emotions, feelings, other sensations in the body will just automatically go away. But not to give anything other than breath attention right now. Giving the breathing our full attention. Using the breath as an anchor to presentness. Each time one is with an inhalation or an exhalation, we are present, we are here. It's not an idea, it's not a concept, it's an actuality. Allowing the mind to slow down to the pace of the breathing. (coughs) Whenever you find that the mind has left the breath, for any amount of time. One breath, many breaths, 10 minutes, any amount of time, doesn't matter how long it is. Easing back onto the breath once again. Realizing that it's as important the way one returns to the breath as being with the breath itself. How one returns to the breathing is just as important as actually being with the breath. So each time you notice that the mind's away, and it will happen many, many times that the mind will be away, so it's not a reason for self-condemnation. Each time, letting be. and easing back on to the sensations of breathing once again. Each time fresh, each time beginning again, as if it's the first breath.
allowing each breath to be exactly as it is, as it wants to be. No need to control it or manipulate it or change it or make it adhere to particular ideas about how the breath should be. Just let it go, let it be, discovering the breathing as it is. No need to hurry it up, no need to slow it down. Bringing the mind, the heart, inside of the breathing and experiencing it fully. Noticing where the mind is right now, gently guiding it once again to the breath. Don't worry about accumulating breaths. Just right now, be with this breath. Be with this breath. Be with this breath. breath. 
few minutes remaining in this sitting, fullness of attention, being with the sensations of breathing without force, without strain.
as you go off to sleep now, please take the practice with you, walking mindfully. And after you undress and lie down to go to sleep, to feel the body just lying, feel the body touching the bed, and notice the breathing. See if you can stay with the breathing, follow the breathing until you can't, until you drop off to sleep. Settling into the posture, settling into the body. And beginning with the breathing, once again, being with this good companion, this good friend, the breath. devoting our full, complete attention to the in-breath, devoting our full and complete and loving attention to the out-breath. Steadying the mind, steadying the heart on the breathing. allowing the mind to slow down to the pace, to the rhythm of the breath. Just this in-breath, just this out-breath. the field of awareness. If the mind feels quiet to any degree at all, for those of you who are new, if you'd like to experiment with this expansion of the practice. And if you'd like to continue and stay with just the breathing, this is fine and good. It's not at all a waste of time to continue with the practice of being in a very simple and uncomplicated way with the sensations of breathing.
to experiment with expanding the field of attention to include all objects in our world means to continue to be with the breathing when you find the mind elsewhere it's not a case of looking for something else other than breath to pay attention to it's when you find that the mind is engaged with something other than breathing has gone to a sound a thought a sensation in the body an image a smell to sustain the attention on that image or sensation or sound or emotion or feeling bringing the breath into the experience with you so breathing in and breathing out and knowing a sensation is occurring in the knee for example breathing in and breathing out being aware that a sound is occurring without deciding without choosing what to pay attention to the universe decides for us as various subjects arise connecting with whatever it is that's occurring connecting with sound connecting with images connecting with feelings with emotions neither pushing anything away as being unacceptable nor hanging on to anything clinging to anything adding to anything through description through a story about what's happening without identifying with anything as i as mine allowing the universe to reveal itself it will it is sensing connecting with whatever it is that arises while breathing in while breathing out
So when planning occurs, if planning does occur, or any sense of excitement or ideas about what's going to happen, um, just to try not to nurture these thoughts and to go underneath the thought, to dwell in the silence, in the sense of ease, underneath thinking. A walking period will be next. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.